0: This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. Buck Sexton. You probably have this in the back of your mind as well, even if you're somebody who believes in secure border. If you don't buy into all this media stuff, there is probably a part of you that could at least recite the talking points. That's successful propaganda when it exists in your brain without you even knowing it. And you say, well, uh, this is immigrant, illegal immigrant illegal alien actually see i just did it i was not even intending to do that buck sexton weekdays noon to 2 p.m eastern on the blaze radio network the experiment was a success begin life force reboot program now stand clear life signs stable it's alive Set it loose. This is the Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network.
1: Hello. Howdy. Welcome to it on the Blaze Radio Network. Wow, what a strange couple of weeks it has been, hasn't it? So much has transpired. Things are moving unbelievably fast but I was thinking yesterday which you know that in itself is a frightening thought I know but what makes the world go round really you know what it is you know what makes the world go round sex drugs and rock and roll that's it sex drugs and rock and roll I mean when you list I just the the top stories in my head Uh, were the Utah teacher, former high school teacher, gets 30 years, 30 years in prison for crimes relating to sexual contact with three of her students. One of the boys was 16, two were 17. One said, but she's my girlfriend. 30 years. And then I thought, well, I know that there's females out there that have had sex with their high school students that, I mean, I know for a fact, uh, the one in Tampa Bay, Deborah LaFay, she, she got like house arrest. She served like, I think three years house arrest and, uh, went on, uh, she went on the sex offender list, served three years house arrest, and she's got seven years of probation and that's gotta be coming up pretty soon. Seven years. But then I look, and oh, look, it searches. Unbelievable. There's the top 50 hottest teachers having sex with kids. Top 25 sex scandals. Aren't they all some kind of scandals? But it certainly wasn't 30 years. One resigned and currently out on $10,000 bond awaiting the trial. One not a threat to society, according to the, according to filed a, three counts, third degree felony, unlawful sexual activity with a minor. She is currently awaiting trial. Now this, has been going on for, a while. These are amazing. What makes the world go round? Sex, drugs, and rock and roll. Then the first thing that pops into my timeline is a guy who wants to play his game longer. So he drugs his girlfriend. Does he do anything bad? No, he just wants her to go to sleep and shut up and leave him alone so he can play his game longer. What makes the world go round? Sex, drugs, and rock and roll. But then you have... Bill Cosby, speaking of drug and women, you have Bill Cosby. Talk about a huge fall from grace. Bill Cosby, the great Bill Cosby. They don't even want his statue up anymore. They're fighting to take his star off the walk of fame. Because he, they believe, drugged women. Just to be with them. Unbelievable. Now, he's been married for, I don't know, a couple thousand years to the same woman who we haven't heard from, really. She's there by his side, so it kind of means that she is condoning the activity, but she's with him. So she, you know, she sold her soul for the lifestyle. I get it. What makes the world go round? Sex, drugs, and rock and roll. I should add money. But with the sex, drugs, and rock and roll comes money. But one one thing that I saw yesterday, <laughs> well, in the help of Bill Cosby, uh, a woman who claims she was with Bill Cosby for three years as his mistress. He never drugged me. That doesn't make it much better, Bill. I don't know. Bill might be saying, shut up. He really, that doesn't make it much better. Yeah, no, 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 no. I was his mistress for three years. He never drugged me. He's good. He's a good guy. Wow. And then the story of him admitting, right? The sealed documents of him admitting that three half pills of Benadryl. No way. If you admit to three half pills of Benadryl, that means mm, I'm guessing about ten quaaludes. I admitted to the three half pills, here's your money, go away. Now, this many of this story, many of the women in this story, all happened, you know, in the sixties, seventies, eighties. Only only in a thirty year time span, that's all. Don't worry about that. So, you know, a lot of it, uh, the statute of limitations is gone. Obviously, you can accuse it, and his life is done forever. No question. Gone. The any good that ever came from Bill, sadly, is overshadowed by this. And not sadly, but I mean, it's just overshadowed by this. Because think of all the good that you thought he was. Groundbreaking television. Groundbreaking people need to pull themselves up by their own bootstraps and succeed. Groundbreaking that the African-American community needs to stop whining and get out there. And and it was amazing. He made himself a target against the African-American community, and they went after him. And so did everyone else. Secrets, sex, drugs, rock and roll all lead to money. That's what makes the world go round. I guess he could still face some charges for one or two of the possible women that took place. But this now, you know, they all come out of the woodwork. I mean, it's just like, oh, my gosh, the the comedian who said, uh, oh, I could have been drugged by Bill Cosby. I could have been drugged by Bill Cosby. Good thing I had a cameraman with me. Yeah, it's a good thing. It's a good thing. And then we have who else? Jared Fogle. Another man fallen from grace. Now, you know, look. Jared was not uh, obviously the Bill Cosby star, but he certainly was, you know, the good guy, good guy on television. Now, amazingly, nothing has been, you know, he's hasn't been proven to have anything wrong with him. He hired the guy who was arrested, the uh, head of his foundation. Russell Taylor now Russell, now Russell not really a good guy, so you kind of think, well, Jared, you know you maybe should have known because they you know he fired him as soon as he was arrested, but still they arrested him with seven well, they arrested and charged him with seven counts of production of child pornography, one count of possession of child pornography, and, they, and while they had him, he tried to commit suicide. he failed. And they brought him back, and he's back in jail. He's put in the custody of the U.S. Marshal Service. So, and there's other charges, too. I mean, this guy's a bad guy, Russell Taylor. They're talking about child pornography, possession of child pornography. They're talking about, uh, they, they has, has not been charged with any of the bestiality stuff, but it's there. So, I mean, remember what mommy said, your friends That's who you hang around with. That's who people think you are. And probably you are that when you start hanging around with them. Now, there's a woman who claims that Jared made all kinds of strange comments. Inappropriate. I should use that word. That's the word that she, inappropriate comments. Now, of course, she declined to go into detail. But this is the same woman, I believe, that started the investigation toward Jared, Oh, they weren't jokes, she said. They were very serious. Now, we all know that in today's world even a joke can be taken seriously. Nobody wants to it's not that's not funny. But she claims that Jared was talking about how <laughs> how hot middle school girls were. Now, I mean would I've met Jared. I mean I I've no I've spent a little bit of time with the man. And you would think you'd think that if he was going to make a comment about how hot middle school girls were, he would make it with me and not this other lady, this floor, this other Florida woman, wouldn't you? I mean cuz I would maybe say you know I might laugh. I might think he was joking around. Right? Oh, you you were with Jared, he started talking about that. Yeah, I know what you mean? Uh, let's get back to the walk for cancer. But no. No. There were no comments from him on that. Instead, this lady claims that he made it to her. Hey, hey I, I, got, uh, I got a little question on that. And of course, Fogle's attorney says there's no basis to the woman's statement. I'm almost ready to believe that. Now, we haven't seen hide nor hair of Jared since they raided his house. And, you know, the subway deal is done, long gone. He's been with them for a long time, 15 years. 15 million bucks he made off this subway deal. That's a good deal. I might start eating some subway. A lot of money he made off of them. And, they look, they made a lot of money off of him. Make no mistake. Make no mistake they made a lot of money off of him but that you know i hope i hope it's not true because he was he always seemed like a pretty good guy but if it is fall from grace what makes the world go round sex drugs and rock and roll baby i told you about the acdc drummer uh, phil rudd right uh he was in trouble or so now he's that deal is done he has uh He's been given home detention. Home detention. Now, he threatened to kill this guy. And he had, you know, it was over, it was was drug talk, of course, over meth. Threatened to kill him. And now he's, you know, now he's in home arrest. Sex, drugs, and rock and roll. It's what makes the world go round. And then we see a story, it just continues, it never stops. We see a story where a resort in Africa, coming to a country near you soon, and it may, have, it may already be here, the resort is secretly taping and recording couples so they can sell the sex tapes. Amazing. How about that? How'd you like to see yourself up on one of those sites? How did that happen? I don't know. Because it's another way. I mean, it's unbelievable. It just keeps going. And then we heard a couple years ago that uh, heroin usage was coming into its own. Right? Sex, drugs, and rock and roll. It's what makes the world go round. Well... Thanks to uh, Tom Frieden. And you remember Tom during the big Ebola outbreak. We still uh, have, uh, you know, the Ebola scare going on around the world and here in the U.S. But Tom's out hawking around. He's still got his gig. I guess everybody thinks he handled it well. Since there's no really Ebola running rampant around the U.S., I guess he did. The number of U.S. heroin users has grown by nearly 300,000 over a decade. I think that's more than that. Um, He's claiming over 300000 but for sure a couple of years ago, uh, they talked about it being at least that or more. And that was a couple of years ago, at least two or three years ago. So he said uh, that he's calling it an epidemic. Uh, More Americans are using opiate painkillers like Vicodin and Oxycontin. Okay, so he's... At least, you know, this is them after the Americans using the opiate painkillers. But he's saying that, uh, yes, uh, opiates can make people more susceptible to future heroin abuse. Really? And the new report found that people who abused opiate painkillers were 40 times as likely to abuse heroin. Of that, I believe. However, the people who actually, what, what the new... Uh, restrictions are on the opiate painkillers they're saying has made people go to heroin. Well, that may be true, but it's also made it more difficult for those people in need of those painkillers to get it. And he said uh, heroin costs are about one-fifth as much as the prescription opioids. And also, let's not forget that um uh, Rates of heroin use doubled in women, wow, and doubled among whites, wow. So it's middle America. What makes the world go round? Sex, drugs, and rock and roll. Here we go. This is the Jeff
0: Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. Jeff Fisher
1: Show. Welcome to it. 888-900-3393 is the phone number. 888-900-3393 is the phone number if you wish to participate while the broadcast is live. This day on the Blaze Radio Network, immediately following this broadcast, Michael Pelka with Puro Pelka. Then Andrew W.K. with America W.K., Chris Salcedo, Mike Slater, Joe Paggs, all live and in your face on the Blaze Radio Network. That's not the new slogan, but it's just my way of saying we're in your face, okay? Got it? We're live and in your face on the Blaze Radio Network. And I'll give you the rest of the lineup as the broadcast goes, but we've got so much to offer. You're already here Uh Just go to TheBlaze.com slash radio. There's new podcasts going up. Uh, We've got uh, uh, Sheriff Clark, uh, Rabbi Lappin, starts uh, his new podcast. will be up a little bit later today. I'm actually looking forward to that. I love that man. So uh, looking forward to what his podcast has to say. And unlike uh, Dylan Matthews of Vox, I believe, that American independence was great. But he believes um, we should have abolished slavery sooner, the Native Americans would have experienced a slightly less horrific genocide, and we would have adopted the U.K. system of government, which is totally better than America's. So he is not happy about the American independence. He believes it was a monumental mistake. We should be mourning, mourning the fact that we left the United Kingdom, not cheering it. Yes, Dylan Matthews of Vox. You believe that? Like many others in today's world because it appears we have a lot of people in this administration that don't really love America. They give it lip service, but actions speak louder than words. That is for sure. So if you believe that American independence in 1776 was a monumental mistake, like Dylan Matthews of Vox, um I don't know. Leave One of the good things about the American independence is that (laughs) you are free to leave at any time. And no one in the country will say, no, Dylan, stay, please, please. No. Go ahead. We'll see you later. The Jeff Fisher Show. The Blaze
0: Radio Network. Jeff
1: Fisher Show is on. Welcome to it. 888 900 3393 is the phone number. Uh, A lot of good programming on the Blaze Radio Network for you. Uh, Man, weekdays is uh, action packed. You've got the dock and skip in the mornings. Glenn Beck, Buck Sexton, Jay Severin, Pat and Stew. And of course, uh, you know, Glenn uh, is off or uh, not really off. He just can't talk. Okay, he can't be on the air. He feels not bad. He just can't talk. And while the family and many who are around him often are very happy about that, uh, a lot of you are not happy about that. So we're getting him back to ship shape so he can actually talk and get his vocal cords back. You know, He's had some issues. He's seeing some professionals. And everything will come back to normal and we'll be able to hear him every day and we'll be back to you know listening to the man tell us what we need to think about and you know I, I love him for that but he needs to be off and he needs to not talk for uh you know three or four weeks and so we're uh you know we're still on the air still broadcasting still giving you the great broadcast that the blaze radio network can give you but uh, you know just say a prayer for them. 828 is still on. You can go to mercury1.org and uh, get the lineup. And I believe if you go to now.mercury1.org, that takes you to the exact page. But you can just go to mercury1.org and it will you know, guide you through if you know how to use a mouse and, uh, and read. Uh, you'll get there. So you'll still be able to join us at 828 in Birmingham. And it's eight twenty-eight and eight twenty-nine, and before you know it, if with him not talking, he's probably got a chalkboard laid out that we're going to be in Birmingham from uh, you know the fifteenth of August until uh, November third. Uh, but right now, it's just the twenty-eighth and 29th in Birmingham, and uh, <laughs> so just uh, you know, say a prayer for Glad. He's doing fine. Uh, just can't talk. And like I said, while the family is very happy about that. Uh, I know many of you are not. A Texas grandmother trapped inside her car for two days. Wanda Mobley, 75, swerved to avoid something on a remote highway and seconds later trapped inside her wrecked car in a ravine in North Texas. This is unbelievable. I mean, this is uh, you know not far from our neck of the woods here, uh, Highway 183. And some of the road that she was on, she crashed, and nobody saw her. Uh, she was headed to Oklahoma. Um, some, uh, on a, she was headed to Oklahoma. It was on a Friday. So it wasn't until Sunday you know, that they said, um, we were supposed to hear from Grandma, and we haven't heard from her. And we think that something is wrong. So she laid in her car, trapped inside her car, two days. She survived by soaking her t shirt in a nearby pond to get water. Amazing. Unbelievable. She had some soda. In her car that she could reach that she drank. I mean, uh, this time of year in Texas, it's, you know, 8,000 degrees during the day, and that's really nice at night. But if you're super hot during the day, that means the really nice at night gets really cold. And specifically inside a car, the sun's just baking. So the relatives reported her missing, but they were freaking out. So uh, her grandson or you know the son married to her granddaughter uh started driving and uh driving the highway where she was supposed to come and saw that uh, a highway sign had been knocked down uh in the area and so he got out and started walking around and started looking down and he saw car parts and a bumper and some stuff on the on the side of the road and uh Started driving, then hopped back in his car and started following the strips and got to the ravine and uh, saw where the car was and called for help. And when I, he said, when I hollered for her, she answered me. How amazing is that? Two days. Could you do it? Could you do it? She said she finally settled down after the crash. And her comments, her quote is, I told the Lord, if you want me to die, take me now. Don't make me suffer. Because I knew I was going to be rescued. I never even thought of anything else. Pretty slick. Pretty cool. I mean, that's that's really cool. Could you do that? Would you be? I mean, I guess if you get in the crash like that, I don't know. It, you get pretty shaken up and you wake up and you're stuck in a car. Down in a ravine, and every once in a while you hear a car. Nobody can hear you. They're going, you know, you're driving by a car between 40 and 70 miles an hour. <laughs> Amazing. Now, the future. What does it hold? We talk about we talk about what's happening in the future on this broadcast and try to get you an idea of what you have to look forward to. And we know that. We're working on all kinds of artificial intelligence and robots. I am kind of a fan. Um, I think that if I could have a robot that would be my kind of servant do-boy, I would like that. It's tough to find a human that will do that, but a robot, I'm all for. Have a robot do-boy? Oh, come on. Tell me you don't want one of those tell me you don't want one of those don't give me the irobot stuff no way because i know i i know all the bad stuff that could happen but i want a robot do boy it's my goal in life one of my goals and they're getting there they are getting there we've got uh synthetic skin being developed their scientists have You know, they're trying to uh, figure out how to create living flesh, but they're getting there to the artificial skin. We've got liquid metal. You want to talk about Terminator stuff? Liquid metal. They've recently developed a new reconfigurable liquid metal that moves like Morphing T1000. Okay? Uh, The gallium based alloy takes different shapes when stimulated with small electric current. It can move around on its own over an hour by eating aluminum. Now, they claim that it's still a ways away from Terminator ready. Uh huh. But they would need to develop better technology of how to control it outside the lab. Uh huh. And make more complex shapes. Uh huh. We now know programming a computer involves rules. While human intelligence is rooted in our flexibility, to be convincingly human, a highly intelligent cyborg would need to be able to learn and adapt on the fly. The trick, then, is to teach AI how to teach itself. Right? Well, Neural Network Research has been integral developing self-taught machines. Huh? Foundation of a variety of voice recognition technologies. Telling you, we're getting there. And then we have the curious machines. Curious robots learn about the world in much the same way as a baby. The iCub robots, designed to have the same affordances of a small child, have learned how to crawl, solve mazes, and learn new words by interacting with people. In other series of studies, cognitive scientists programmed a robot puppy to be curious like a child. It assesses its own knowledge, then explores accordingly. The robot learned new skills in the same order a child might. It randomly moves its leg, mouth, and head, coordinates those moves, and then learned to walk around exploring its surroundings. It learns to whine, manipulate objects. Wow. Unbelievable. We're getting there. Close to me having a robot do-boy. And I'm serious. Don't start with me. Do not start with me. I got it. I mean, we were already calling it the iCub. <laughs> I know. The iRobot. We're almost there. However, Elon Musk and Mr. you know, Multi-billionaire Elon Musk, he is now fighting to, he's donating money to companies to prevent killer artificial intelligence. Killer AI. Hmm. Huh. Super intelligent systems aligned with human values. Okay. Making AI systems explain their decisions to humans. Okay. Keeping the economic impacts of AI beneficial. Okay. How to keep AI driven weapons under meaningful human control. Okay. Studying AI-relevant policy. Okay. And they want to develop techniques for AI systems to learn what humans prefer from observing our behavior. Well, that they are doing that great. And one of the things, remember, we've talked about it on this program before. We love robots. We just don't love robots that look like humans. But the trick is now is where we're almost at with the artificial skin. And to create living flesh and the iCub technology, right and the uh, learning what humans prefer, if they can make the robot look human and act human, then we'll be we'll be okay with it. Where we're, where we have a problem with it is that well, they try to make it look human and it does kind of look human, but we all know as a real human something is off. that doesn't look right, it doesn't feel right not sure i like that sitting around it's weird but if it looks just like a robot it looks like a it looks like what you think a robot should look like go get me a beer
0: this is
1: the jeff fisher show
0: on the blaze radio network You're listening to The Jeff Fisher Show. Jeff Fisher.
1: Welcome to it. Yeah, 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 I know. I'm hearing from Twitter. What about the person who died by the robot in Michigan last week? He was trapped and then he died by the robot. That robot doesn't count. That's not a real robot. That's a machine that makes things. Okay? It was a stamping facility, an automotive stamping facility. You've all walked through those before. What, you haven't? You didn't grow up in an automotive town like Saginaw? Okay, well, whatever. But it's the stamping machine. So those robots aren't the robots that's going to get you a beer. Those machines are built for one thing, and you got caught in it. doesn't count. Sorry. doesn't count. And the robots that they're going to have at the new Facebook Wind Power Data Center in Fort Worth, Texas. Looking forward to that. That's in our neck of the woods here in Las Colinas, not far from here. They've, uh, they've got a great deal. Uh, from F- Fort Worth has made a big deal about this. Uh, new Facebook Center coming to Fort Worth, and they're all happy and proud. But they gave them a heck of a deal. I mean, they've got uh, three 250,000 square foot buildings, and the city council approved a $146.7 million incentive package for Facebook to come here with their wind power center. And get this. This is how good a deal it is. It might employ at least 40 people. (laughs) That doesn't seem quite right. But hey, that's just me. Now... If you want to know why America, the one, the one and only United States of America, as we know it, is over, up is down, down is up, inside is out, out is inside, love is hate, peace is war, lies are truths. Want to know why it's over? Because there's a brand new eye bubble wrap, bubble wraps that don't pop. What? Have we come to? I'm I was a gasp. I actually had a package come with the new eye bubble, and it is very, very disappointing. It's unbelievable. Now the original bubble wrap started uh, in nineteen sixty. But now they've rolled out the eye bubble wrap and they're rolling it out because they can ship out the plastic in flat rolls. And then you have a little machine and then burst of air pressure is applied. Psh, little air pump and fills them up. But to do that to do that To do that you lose the pop. And they're saying, "Hey, it's cost effective." And we can't ship the bubble wrap too very far because it's not cost effective. And people, here, here's an idea for you. Okay, don't lose the bubble wrap. That's my new hashtag. Bubble wrap lives. Bubble wrap. Bubble wrap. Life matters. Okay. Don't lose the pop. Uh, don't lose the pop. Uh, they've already lost the pop. I bubble. I bubble wrap. It's unbelievable. I it's a sad day. Sad sad day in America. When they can when you you're going to have wrapping come. Plastic wrapping with air in it that looks like bubble wrap. But it isn't and it doesn't pop. Over. Over.
0: This is the Jeff Fisher show. It's alive. Set it loose. This is the Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio
1: Network. Welcome to it. This is the Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. How are you? Thanks for being here. Appreciate it. Michael Pelka with Pure Opelka coming up immediately following this broadcast. I'm not sure what uh, Mike has given away today. I'm sure he'll have something extra special just for you. Um, I'm told that since, uh, you know, he's, I see a lot of his uh, Wimbledon tweets. He's got some family member he's all proud of. Racking up, some, racking up some wins in Wimbledon. Uh, maybe he'll give away the Puro Pelka sweatbands, uh, headbands, wristbands, You know, something really, really cool like that uh, that you can wear on the tennis court because, boy, <laughs> you, especially you, would look hot wearing the Puro Pelka sweatbands on your wrists and your head. Whoa, oh, man. Now, I don't know if he's giving that away or not. He might just be keeping that for himself. The Obama administration, I know, I know, I don't like to you know, get too Obama administration-y on you because you'll get plenty of that uh, on a lot of other shows, and especially Monday through Friday uh, on this network. But this in particular, uh, we didn't talk too much about this uh, this past week, and it's really something that's been coming to the forefront uh, in the past couple of weeks. And on Wednesday, uh, they unveiled it, uh, the new rules, to rid the country of racially segregated neighborhoods by directing cities and towns to set goals for reducing segregation, and then regularly report their progress to the feds. That's so good. So, so good. Communities nationwide are going to be given a series of questions designed to help them figure out whether racial bias is causing segregated neighborhoods How much you want to bet it is causing segregated neighborhoods, racial or ethnically concentrated areas of poverty, unequal access to opportunity, or disappropriate housing needs in their jurisdiction. They will be required to set goals related to that data and publicly report on their progress every three to five years. That's special. Get that right. Racial bias. That's causing segregated neighborhoods, racial or ethnically concentrated areas of poverty, unequal access to opportunity, or disappro- disproportionate. You'll say the word right. I Had to stop for a second. It's not disappropriate. It's disproportionate housing needs in their jurisdiction. So. I'd like to ask where there's unequal access to opportunity in America. I mean, right now we're still America, kind of. We're still the United States of America that people want to come here. We're still they're still banging at the door. Oh wait, there's no door. we're just letting them in. Anyway, they're still coming in. People still hate us for being the great America. And yet, we have unequal access to opportunity. Hmm. No, I don't think we do, but they think we do. Now, what they're going to do, and here's just, I mean, this is, look forward to this. They will say to the community, look, um, no problem. You don't have to answer these questions. You don't have to let the Department of Housing and Urban Development come in and take a look and see If you have uh, disproportionate housing needs, if, gee, that nice neighborhood over there that's got those really nice houses in it, yeah, you know what needs to go there, Uh, an apartment complex so we can have some uh, better housing needs in your jurisdiction. Uh Uh-huh. Oh, you don't want to do that? That's fine. Uh, but you're not going to get any federal money. All that federal money you, your, your little little neighborhood's like, that's not going to happen. And, uh, by the way, we'll probably have a big map that points out exactly what neighborhoods aren't taking federal money so that, you know, the world could hate you. You're... You, your neighborhood is the bad neighborhood for not wanting to do this. For giving unequal access to opportunity. Because the segregated neighborhoods and the ethnically concentrated areas of poverty shouldn't be on the other side of town. Should be right in your neighborhood. Now, they claim that the Fair Housing Act requires the government. This is what I love about the Obama administration. Love them. Love them. Requires the government to not only eliminate racial discrimination in housing, but also to encourage racially integrated neighborhoods. I love it. What about the neighborhoods that already are racially integrated? I'm almost positive that you can live anywhere you want to in America. Anywhere you want to. If you have, oh wait, you got to have a a job. Yeah, you have to have a job. You have to have income. And you have to have that uh, uh, chance, opportunity, what what, uh, what do they call it now? Uh, You have to have an equal access to opportunity, not an unequal one. But I'm almost positive that you can live anywhere you want in America. There's not one place, not one place that says, no, you can't live here. There are places that are more expensive, cost more money, so that if you don't have enough money to live there, you don't get to live where. Guess what? That's the way it is. You don't. You can't. Aff- you can't afford to live here. But I can. That's great. I'll live here, and you can't. But if you make more money than me, you have a better job than me, you have more income than me, you've provided more to the. To the world, to the economy, to the community, you can live here. Or you can live somewhere else that's even better. Because there's always someplace better. It's never going to be right. So they're going to take all this data to their central database. And Lord knows, they know, our government knows how to run a database. Don't they? I mean, we've got health care. We've got, oh, we've got gun background checks. we worked great. We're finding out that that was a mistake, an oversight on our our boy from South Carolina. But let's tear down all the Confederate flags. Let's be mad at the Confederacy for Dylan Roof. But it was, oh, you know what? Oops. Our mistake. He probably shouldn't have had that gun to begin with because of the prior drug arrest. But, yeah, it was an oversight. Eh, it was an oversight. Don't worry about it. We need new laws. Common sense reform. Then never mind that the laws are already in place and if they were working properly that everything would have been fine. Never mind that. But we need to we need common sense reform. It's still not our fault. He still did it and he did it because of the Confederate flag. So all of that needs to come down. And mark my words. And I I mean this more than ever. They are going to you are going to see the statues of the Confederate leaders Pulled down by ropes, just like the Middle East, just like in in Eastern Bloc Europe, just like in Russia, they're going to pull them down. They're already want, wanting to dig up, uh, dig up the leaders, right? The, well, they don't want them buried on their property. Well, we can't have them here. We can't have a statue. We can't have history? I know that's a bad part of history. Let's put it there so we remember that it's a bad part of history, and we don't repeat it. No. Tear it down. Tear it down. Let's not forget that the statues that were torn down in the Middle East and Eastern Bloc, Europe, and in Russia, those were all statues of men that built those statues themselves. And they were there because of oppression, murdering people, ruling by strength and thuggery. These people... thought that they had a better way, and they fought for it. I'm not for the Confederacy. I, I, I got it. They thought they had a better way. They fought for it. Yeah, even if it was for slavery. Okay, so it was for slavery. It's long gone. It's over. Let's say, hey, there's that Robert E. Lee, that bastard. Fought for the South. Fought for slavery. Well, you didn't get what you wanted, did you? Okay, keep walking. Let's go. I mean, history. History, so we don't repeat it. If it's not around, nobody will remember it. It doesn't matter. So, once HUD completes the data that they put into their little HUD database, uh, which anyone can look at, uh-huh, that, uh huh, that look at the mapped data and determine what kind of changes need to happen in their community. Oh, great. That's wonderful. Can't wait for that. And I specifically can't wait for the big red dot on the cities that say, Guess what, federal government? We're not doing that. Take your money, take whatever kind of federal stuff you have in our city, in our county, and get it out. Because we ain't doing it. Ah, oh. Ah, That will be so good. There will be so many people that are understanding about that. It will be great. They'll be saying, oh, go ahead. It's America. You don't have to. Even though they probably will say, hey, you can still live here. If you can afford to buy a house here, you can still live here. Because this city is what America is supposed to be. No. No. That's not what America is supposed to be. America is supposed to be. The new world, new history. It's all better. Mm -hmm. Look around. Is it all better?
0: You're listening to The Jeff Fisher Show, the Blaze Radio Network.
1: is the Jeff Fisher Show. Welcome to it. 888-900-3393 is the phone number on uh, the Blaze Radio Network if you want to participate while the broadcast is live. And of course, that number you can use for other shows that are live, but don't worry about it. You know why? We put the number out there for you to use, but you don't have to because you can just podcast it. You can take us anywhere. What you can do is take us anywhere and listen to us anytime, or you can do it even more than once. Yeah, yeah, you can do it even more than once. Now, tomorrow, more stuff for you. I mean, today we've got Piero Pelka right after this show, Andrew WK with America WK, Chris Salcedo, Mike Slater, Joe Paggs. Tomorrow, David Barton, Bill Handel, Jackie D. I tell you, Jackie D, that program, uh, actually, she talks to a, some fascinating uh, people who are all involved in energy, uh energy-producing, uh, what we're doing around the world and here in America to produce energy, how what oil, coal, natural gas, what's going on. It's a pretty fascinating guest that she has. Um, so if you get an opportunity to listen, give her a try. You just might learn something. That might be her new slogan. Hi. Give me a try. You just might learn something. I like this program, you're never going to. <laughs> i mean i appreciate you trying but you're not going to lose you're not going to learn anything you know for for real you might learn that you know hey we're pissed that they're not making bubble wrap anymore but real stuff ah. why you want to why you want to do that listen we've had some people that are really i want to i don't want to call them stupid but they're stupid uh, over this uh, you know the past weekend was july 4th i hope you all had a great 4th enjoyed the fireworks had all kinds of fun I mean, I understand how firework accidents can happen. I've been a part of, you know, little small accident a couple times with fireworks. It happens. You're playing with fire and explosives, even the light ones. You know, even the little, you know, the little volcano shoots off and all that kind of stuff. And the little small rockets, you know they they mess up, and sometimes things happen. I mean, I remember once I thought, "What the heck is wrong with this thing?" And I I leaned over the top of it, and that's when it went off. And I mean, it just I I felt it go by, right by my I mean eyebrow and hair. And that's how fast it happens. Boom! One minute you're looking out of two eyes, the next minute you got one with a firework sticking out of the other. You can quote me on that, too, but that's exactly what happens. But it's not the fireworks' fault. Okay? Not the fireworks' fault. So the mom of the guy who killed himself because he lit the firework off on his head. Mom says "Um, he thought it was a dud. What? And, uh, yeah, they were just... Rush had been drinking, he was goofing off. Uh huh. But what do you think there? What do you think there said, hey, our son was doing something really uh really kind of dumb and he was being smart and he was under the influence and man, we miss our son. We love him so much, he was a great kid. We love him. And we just wish he hadn't done that stupid thing. Uh you know. Uh, She's going to uh, reach out to lawmakers about the possibility of tighter controls over fireworks. Uh, She says the state should consider requiring safety training courses before allowing someone to use them. Really? Because I haven't had safety training on fireworks. But I pretty much know that I'm not going to put something that explodes on the top of my head. I call me I guess I guess I'm just extra smart. <laughs> I guess I'm just extra smart. Cause I learned a long time ago when you put fire and explosives close to your body, things happen like ouch, like burns, and like skin coming off. Yeah. Weird how that happens. I know. I know. And you know the whole thing about you put the firework in your hand, you close your fist, you blow your hand off, right? With the fingers off. But you put the firework on the on the palm of your hand and leave your hand open and it just, you know, burns your hand. Okay. When you start playing with fireworks as a young child and a parent is with you, you should learn these things. And it doesn't take much to learn that the explosive is going to hurt you. But, hey, we need stricter government controls. She compared fireworks with other regulated items such as cars and guns. Actually, they are. They are. uh, The ones that you get, uh, you know, at the store, at the 7-Eleven, at the little stores and stuff, those are, you know, those are kid stuff. And I can't remember if those are the threes or the ones, but they rank them and they rate them. And so the ones that you're getting... I got news for you. My daughter running around the road with her sparkler is not the same kind of fireworks that you're seeing going over the park in downtown. Okay? Those are different. And those are all under strict government controls. And bad things happen to those people who put setting those off too because mistakes happen. But I would almost bet you a lot of money that the guy shooting them off at your downtown park never set one off from his head. But we need stricter controls because your son decided to set a firework off on the top of his head? No. No.
0: This is the Jeff Fisher Show. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. Jeff Fisher show returns on the blaze radio network.
1: Welcome to it. 888-900-3393 is the phone number. You know, we were talking about, uh, our man, uh, who put the firework on his head and, uh, shot it off and, uh, he died from it. Um, you know, I'm so sorry that it happened, but we don't need stricter controls over fireworks than we already have, uh, because of that. But then I see where we have a postal worker uh, here in Texas uh, that decided to put a firework called Medieval Night on his chest, and that didn't go well either. Um, Fishing with friends out on the river, hey, of course, watch this, and uh, shoots it off on his chest. And I'm reminded that, uh, you know, Brad Meltzer, uh, author extraordinaire, TV star, Mr. Big Shot, uh, always uh, claims that, uh, you know, whatever craziness happens, Florida can do better. And while I lived many, many years in Florida, uh, and I kind of agree with that, uh, I'm starting to call his bluff because this happened in Texas. And then immediately following that story, I see where a man in Texas decided, hey, I don't care that those are alligator signs posted. I'm going to jump in the water and swim anyway. And then gets eaten by an alligator. So I'm almost ready to see your Florida and raise your Texas, Brad. Pretty close close to see your Florida and raise your Texas. But no not quite yet. I gotta I may I may do that next week and really just put the cards on the table because Texas is getting really close. Really close to the Florida crazy. No question about that. Now I want to tell you a story. I gotta find the piece of paper. Hold on, I'm gonna go over here because I left it over here because I'm a down Ingleberry. Great story for you. Okay. There you go. I'm back. It's way over there. Way over there in this prison cell of an office. I had this story uh, in my pile of stuff to get to, and it makes me smile every time I think about it. So I want to share it with you. Okay. Now, I'm just going to read it as is instead of trying to tell it to you off the top of my head. Because it's, it's becoming, I think, my favorite story. And you, I want to share it with you. Because it is, it's, it's now mine. Okay? And I want to share it with you. Working people frequently ask retired people what they do to make their days interesting. For example, the other day, Kate my wife and I went into town and visited a shop. When we came out, there was a cop writing out a parking ticket. We went up to him and I said, Come on, man, how about giving a senior citizen a break? He ignored us and continued writing the ticket. I called him an ignorant jerk. He glared at me and started writing another ticket for having worn out tires. So my wife called him a bastard he finished the second ticket and put it on the windshield with the first and he started writing more tickets this went on for about 20 minutes the more we abused him the more tickets he wrote just then our bus arrived and we got on it and went home we always look for cars with hillary or obama bumper stickers we try to have a little fun each day now that we're retired it's important at our age go have fun do that please we need much much more of that i want more of that so much i can't tell you so the other day on uh, the patton Stu show um i uh i got to feeling sick and went off the air and everybody was uh, everybody was really concerned and i really appreciate it um, i love them for it uh, you know, I just had a little, I don't know, we'll call it a sweat attack. It was not a heart attack. It was just a sweat attack, okay? I'm just calling it a sweat attack. Got feeling bad, felt bad. So I sat down and, you know, got all better. And My favorite story of that, if some of you watched the uh, uh, Glenn Beck uh, Ask the Staff program that aired um, the other day on uh, Blaze TV, um, you heard the story of uh, Tiffany, the executive producer of the Glenn Beck Program, uh, ran and uh, got me a bottle of ginger ale. And her heartfelt words will be with me forever. Uh, As I sat in my office, head down, sweating, trying to cool down. I've got an ice pack, my fan's on. I don't feel good. I don't know what's going on. And they they sent one of the people one of the guys that work here to the 7-Eleven to get some ginger ale, and he came back with uh, Club Soda. Apparently he'd never heard of ginger ale before. And so Tiffany was like, I'll just go get it. And she came back, and she had a two-liter bottle of ginger ale and sat it down on my desk. Here's your ginger ale. Don't die. Those heartfelt words are going to be with me for the rest of my life until I actually do die. But they meant so much to me, I had to share. But during that program, during that program, the very program I missed when Dan Andros sat in for me with Pat, they do a story that's perfect for me. Why are we not doing this? To, well, I guess, you know, originally I was supposed to be there until I had my sweat attack. How women should undress from the 1930s. I read this and watched some of the videos. And I'll I'll tweet it out at, uh, at JeffyMRA and I'll put it up on my Facebook page, uh, Jeffrey Fisher, with uh, some videos on here to uh, actually give you examples, uh, educational films. Um. Uh, From the 1930s, really, really good. Uh, Number one, understand that men have suffered long enough. Number two, before disrobing, check for peepers. Number three, treat it like an Olympic event. Number four, fold, fold, fold. She just doesn't chuck your clothing in a heap of washing machine scraps. She neatly folds the dress and slip and places it on the back of the chair. Okay? Number number five, create suspense. <laughs> yes. Number six, Don't scratch your armpits. Very important. Number seven, keep high heels on the entire time. There's no reason to get out of your clothes as though you were emptying a sack of potatoes. Master these tips. And one day, you too. Maybe fortunate enough to have a peeper? Why would you want a peeper? I thought that was a bad thing.
0: This is the Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. show on the welcome Blaze to it. radio network
1: hello welcome to it you could use the telephone if you'd like you can call anybody in the world now that's how good it works <laughs> i could give you the number but why really why you know do i want to talk to you it's questionable but i am here to help you out a little bit and it's the weekend and we've got some things going and whether you're listening to this during the weekend Or you've got me in your pocket for the week. And by the way, if I'm in your pocket, hi. Uh, You need help once in a while. And there are science-backed ways to boost your mood. Did you know that? Not just pharmaceutically, but ways to make yourself in a better mood. Boost your mood. First, you can write down three things you're grateful for every day. You can go on a hike. You can gaze up at the stars. You can move to Switzerland. Move to Switzerland, that's a way to boost your mood? No. You can stay right here in the United States of America. You can drink coffee. Not too much, though. You can meditate. You can read an adventure story. You can get outside. Go for a nature walk. Do things you do when you're happy, even if you're not. There you go. Participate in cultural activities. Listen to sad songs? Happiness is entirely subjective, meaning that what makes one person happy might affect someone else differently. I listen to sad music it seems to be a common activity that's linked with increased happiness around the globe. Listen to sad songs and be happy? Uh, yeah, No. Uh, set specific goals. This is science backed set specific goals. You know, you can achieve, you know, that's kind of like, uh, making a list and checking it twice. You know, I make a list and most times I get, uh, you know, like nothing accomplished on the list. I mean, the joke is uh, the only thing I get accomplished is a nap. And that's the only thing that's not on my list. But really, I make a list of things to accomplish, and I, to make myself feel better, I put things on the list that I've already done, so I can scrape it, so I can you know cross it off. So I've got the I've got the list of things, and I just cross off the things I've already done. So I look at the list and go, "Hey, look at all I've accomplished." Okay, I'm done. <laughs> but one of the things that makes me happy is get this. These are two dates. You need to put in your calendar. Okay? Put them in your calendar right now. You got your calendar open? Well, open it up. You use Open it up. You can multitask on your computer, or you can write it down in a little notepad you've got sitting to the right, or that one over there to the left of your computer. Just open it up. Write these dates down. Sunday, August 23rd. And Sunday... October 11th. Now on Sunday, August 23rd, is going to be the premiere. Fear the Walking Dead. The new trailer is out. I tweeted it last night uh, at my Twitter account, at JeffyMRA. Who looks really good. Now it takes place, uh, the premise of it is it takes place out Uh, Out west, on the west coast, and that it takes place before our group in The Walking Dead, before we meet them. This this is the start of it. It's the actual beginning of it. This Walking Dead uh, that we started with, in the very beginning, it was the beginning, but they didn't really pay much attention to the very beginning. This fear of The Walking Dead looks really like I figure I'd be dead. I'm done uh, if that happens in, in we're done and you know, of course the end of their trailer, I know it's a spoiler for you, but I'll give it to you okay. when civilization ends, it ends fast <laughs> So just uh, be prepared for, uh, for that because uh, Sunday, August 23rd, fear, the Walking Dead, and I am looking forward to it. Man, cannot wait. You watch the three minute trailer, and all I want to do is all I want to do is watch Walking Dead. I almost went to Netflix and started started watching Walking Dead again just to just to get it in, out of my system. It was, it was amazing. And then I told you the other day to remember October eleventh that's when the original The Walking Dead is back. Well, I mean, I can't tell you, it looks really good. Uh, Last season was pretty good. If you followed us, uh, myself and Aaron Hernandez, on our uh, weekly uh, podcast on The Walking Dead, we gave you what happened and what's going to happen and what could happen and what did happen, but... The ins and outs and whereabouts of The Walking Dead. But the new season looks really good. And you know what else kind of ticked me off through the whole thing of this latest season? And I'm putting you on notice, Walking Dead. Okay? It looks like you had massive amounts of walkers. Okay? And I know you got the whole CGI thing going, I got it. But it looked like you had uh, an abundance of walkers and you know who ain't one me. That's right. I didn't I'm still waiting for the call. Call me. I all I want to do is a, I, I don't want to be a co-star in the show. I just want to be a walker. I want to have somebody kill me. Wait. I, no, that's Wait.
0: This is the Jeff Fisher show. Only